Hail and well met party people. I am Jeff Ramos, your host and Dungeon Master for Overwhelmed, a not so serious role playing game podcast. Welcome to the season one recap part two. In part one, we met our party members, Erevir, Ninth Seal, Lolly, and Gumis. The crew were set on a quest by their mutual friend, Funyan Snackseeker, but he mysteriously disappeared as they were set to meet up. On the trail to meet their friend, the party was ambushed by some goblins. Disposing of all but one of them, that goblin led them back to their home, the Kragmaw Hideout. One of the first obstacles the party encounters while they are investigating the hideout is a feral set of wolves. And somehow, the party manages to befriend all of them, and now they are part of the party. So what happens next? Well, there is no need to wait to find out. So clutch your dice because this is the Overrealm Season 1 Recap Part 2. To the cave, the crew met a bunch of feral dogs where, unbeknownst to me, they all befriended all three of them, uh, adding three new members to the party, uh, Shepard, Chompy, and of course, Sword, the sword dog. <laughs> oh, Chompy. Yeah. Uh, wait, we have a dog named Chompy, that's right. As the party moves further into the tunnel looking for clues, the tunnel gets completely flooded knocking the entire party back to the mouth, except for Ninth Seal, who uses a Mold Earth spell to save himself. Chompy probably gets really excited to see Sword again and is just like starting to do the little like puppy bouncing up and down of like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Chompy's a good boy. <laughs> Aravir, did you, do you say anything cool as you meet uh, your other two party members? As I stand up and lock eyes with both of them at the same time, I cross both of my hands across my chest and acknowledge my friends that I see again. So, so you're okay then? Yes? Healing? Healing? Yes. I, th I yeah. throw up a peace. I throw up a peace sign. <laughs> Left alone, Nymph investigates some sounds coming from the other side of his magical mound of dirt. Can I I'm gonna poke a hole just so I can talk to the other people on the other side of the 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 dirt. Okay, so you you do start jabbing your quarterstaff into it. You only get about halfway. Uh -huh. Um and you do you hear you sort of the the muffle yelling stops for a second okay and then it, it sort of just you know you just hear talking i mean it's also it's mold earth you can bring it down if you want i don't think you should no no i just want to like be like hey you two are in there quit your tricks <laughs> uh you hear you hear what sounds like people kicking the dirt kicking your, your mold earth um, I just you're just gonna, like you're just a, a bunch of soft thumps, basically. You can be like, you can kick all you want, but you're not gonna move it. Uh, the speed of the kicking doubles. <laughs> um, I just now start pushing the dirt towards the, the the noises of the kicking, and he gets stopped partway into his investigation. We're just here for the barbecue. Uh, he's he, he's. Uh, you hear? He said. He said room. He said there's a room behind there. I heard it from back here because the winds have made your voice travel. 
Uh, I mean, th- that wouldn't that wouldn't just looking over like who are you who are you talking to right now? <laughs> to I'm be fair, really worried about you, Aravir. Just just kind of mentioning that. <laughs> to be fair, that wind would have came. The the sound of that voice would have came from the east. Uh, yes, yeah, so that would have been that would have been my correct. hearing. My hearing favors the east. Finally, the party makes their way all the way back to Ninth, and they figure out how to solve what's beyond the wall of dirt. I think we have some uh, goblins on the other side of this wall, and I point oh. to the the dirt I created. Uh, as as uh, Ninth says, that you hear a loud thump against the mold earth that he has put up. Then they decide to poke a hole through the dirt to peer through it and learn where all these noises are coming from. Okay, so you're looking through the hole. What you see is uh, you see a water, a large waterfall in the back. That's probably where all the water has come from. There's a handful of rocks strewn about in sort of these makeshift sort of walls. Uh, you see that two of them been knocked down. Uh, so that's probably where all the water has come from. You also see a handful of pool toys around, sort of pool, some some noodle type objects and pool toys, like noodles and inner tubes around. But you do not see anybody else. After learning that the source of the flood came from a pool party, Nymph goes rushing in. I come back out of the hole and I say, guys, there's pool toys mm-hmm. over there. <gasps> and a waterfall and some rocks and stuff. Were there any goblins? Not that I saw. Nymph so... loses his shit and <laughs> pushes the dirt on both sides <laughs> and runs in. However, that hubris leads the party into an ambush. Okay. Uh, so the first, so one of the goblins that also get a 19 first, he will be attacking first. Uh, and he pulls a incredibly wet uh, bow and arrow out of the pool with him. <laughs> Wait, okay, he, he should like- get disadvantage from having a very wet bow and arrow. Okay, fine. That bow um, and arrow does not slap. I can confirm as someone who was in color guard and spun a wooden rifle that it does get heavier in the rain. Yeah. Okay. Although the goblins who started the ambush didn't really plan out their attack very well. Well, what happens was that they're they're pulling bows, they're pulling their arrows out of the water. They added, for some reason, their idea of surprising you was putting everything in the water, including their weapons. <laughs> the goblins' incredibly poor planning slowed them down initially giving the party a pretty good advantage at the start. Okay, so you bonk him, uh, and you actually, you bonk him in the head, uh, clean between the eyes, and actually break the, uh, the swimming goggles that he had on. <laughs> right, uh, he looks hurt both physically and uh, emotionally. That'll teach you. Now, it's important to remember that some of the people playing this game have never played Dungeons & Dragons before. I play out the scenario in my head, and I say it out loud. This is what I plan to do. Since this is their first major fight, some of them took some bizarre liberties with their combat style. I, uh... The bow and arrow that he slung past us happens to be at my feet. I... No. The the arrow? No, the arrow, the arrow's gone, Jay. You have arrows. You have a bow and arrow. I have the bow and arrows. I was going <laughs> to... You have dry, do, you have dry I arrows, I wanted to do Jay. like a slick move. <laughs> Will you take a, you no, take a you wet can't. bow and arrow and throw it at him? <laughs> that's what I was going to do. No, I was going to kick the wet bow and arrow at him. And as he was, as he was looking at the bow and arrow not paying attention to what I was doing, I was going to shoot a bow and arrow at his second friend. I mean, he probably just shot the arrow at you and not the bow and arrow. 
Just a wet arrow flew past you guys into the darkness. Although while you're saying that, the goblins there are they, they are distracted, so you can't attack them okay. with with your normal weapons. Are my weapons listed on my character But despite a well laid out idea, that plan did not go well. Uh, so you shoot uh, an arrow to the other guy who was unbonked. Uh, the the arrow does actually miss, and he's like, ha, "Can't even hit me with a dry arrow." <laughs> Ooh, he got you there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, although I appreciate your speech. <laughs> Seems like that guy's a fire elemental because he just got you a sick burn. <laughs> oh. Another interesting attempt did come from Gumis, who wanted to use Thaumaturgy, an ability that would let her voice boom out through the entire cave to trick the goblins into retreating. Last call on Goblin Barbecue. Last call. And it's just like looking <laughs> sheepishly of like, did that work? <laughs> it doesn't work. Lolly also makes a pretty valiant effort to continue swinging the battle in their favor. Uh, so again, you try to go up to it and swing against them. Um, unfortunately, you lose a little bit of your footing because he, a pool of water has been forming around his feet because uh, he, he just had just come out of the water. Uh, and you slip and miss your swing. Goodness gracious. And despite my best efforts to keep these wolves out of the fight, the party insisted on letting them all have a turn too. Erevir's dog, who's going to attack you? Are you going to let him go, or are you going to want to uh, let this wild oh, beast run free? I put my short sword in his mouth, and I say, go get him. <laughs> wait, wait, question, question. By the handle, by uh, the handle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was like a, like a knife-eater dog, like, mmm. <laughs> Moy Deliciosio is how this is it. Would this, uh, Let's just say this isn't my first dog show. Okay. Um, what? I, guess, I suppose I'll allow it. Um, of course, all of that goes exactly as you would imagine. This is a shining moment. I mean, a wolf with a, a, a short sword in his mouth is a very exciting moment uh, in any Dungeons and Dragons campaign. Uh, so sword by its namesake, has a sword in his mouth, goes to jump it, and then the sword slips out of its mouth and sort of drops before it can actually uh, land a killing blow. Uh, so sword does look a little bit defeated, um, and its leg is between its tails, unfortunately. And having seen enough, Lolly lets her wolves finally take a crack at the goblins. I point to the goblin in front of me, and I say, sick him. Oh, <laughs> where was that tenacity lolly before? <laughs> oh shit! Uh, I'm the one who ran up and tried to whack him with my hammer. <laughs> no, I'm mad. Wow, <laughs> uh, So, in pure excitement, uh, Shepard also goes in for the attack and slips. Starts doing a sort of Scooby Doo slip on no! the water. <laughs> These dogs are the worst. Why do we get them? But after all these odd failures, the party does rally back. Okay, great. Um, I'm going to whack that. Uh, whack that? Whack that gobby. <laughs> 16. <laughs> uh, 
I'm going to put that on a t-shirt. Now, throughout this fight, Aravir and Gumis got the same role on initiative, meaning that their turns happen at the same time. So they're trying to figure out who would go first this entire fight, which at one point leads to a pretty funny miscommunication. Uh, Your turn. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't have much to do and like Gumis is just kind of hugging their dog and waiting for someone to be healable. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, because you don't have it you don't have any well, attacks I, basically. I do I, have um I do have like that little cute crossbow, but the last time I used it I, I got someone shot, so I'm gonna refrain uh, from using guys, it for a little bit. Guys, uh, you guys didn't hear me. I, I looked at my okay. lance and I said your turn. <laughs> <laughs> with all but one of the goblins finally falling into battle Gumis makes a final attempt to intimidate them by spelling out the odds hey hey over there do you just I mean do you just kind of want to give up now maybe cause it I mean look at what happened to your friends and then look at you and then maybe <laughs> it's not gonna be so good so we could just like stop what you think <laughs> okay um how you feeling but that goblin is not impressed uh so as you're saying that he said you ask you ask if he wants to give up um and this time he actually pulls out two soaking wet arrows it did not he's he's, he's in, he's in <laughs> it yeah, he's in this it. goblin this goblin doesn't want anybody to fucking go to his, his okay, barbecue again, i i tried i tried <laughs> I tried, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, so now, now it's that goblin's turn, and he points to you, and he says, "Get ready for double water arrows." That's not a thing. That's not an actual thing. It's a thing now. No. So he does. He gets ready to knock back two double, uh, double water arrows. His special attack. <laughs> I unlocked his super. Oh no. Yeah, he's charged. He's charged up his special. Um, uh, so he does shoot double water arrows at you. They sort of start spiraling towards you in a sort of water spiral thing. Um, unfortunately, the water drips too heavy on one of them, uh, but the other does actually hit you. And despite that goblin trying its best to rally back, Lolly strikes back with authority. As as you see, your other wolf sort of spin away uh you get inspired by that and you fly towards the other one and do a sort of spiral spin on your uh glide towards the other goblin and you sort of just knock him uh straight to the left and he just flies out of the pool and he does not get back up so you do a cool spin move you were inspired by both your dog and his double arrow spin move uh, and you gave him a spin move in return and i think he is down for the count y'all survive after defeating the pool party goblins the party ventures further into the cave where they stumble upon an odd sight tucked into one of the rooms inside the cave a crude volleyball match has been set up amongst the goblins when the party runs into them, they are taking a short break and they notice something even more concerning. The goblins have captured Arsenio Hall, who was their friend Funny and Snackseeker was traveling with when he went missing. So as you enter the room, uh, you you are noticed because you are interrupting a, a volleyball game. Uh, <clears throat> and you hear someone yell, hey! 
Uh, it's the big goblin in the back. So this big goblin, he has a uh, white mop top of hair. Okay. Um, and a really big like milk mustache. Oh, he was drinking yeah. milk. I was going to be like, is it like a white mustache or from milk? This is the worst Equinox ever. <laughs> okay, so uh, he speaks. Uh, hey, you guys are interrupting my volleyball game. My name's Emic. People call me the milkman around here. And I'm second command of everyone in here. Uh, your friend here, not so good at volleyball, it seems. <laughs> we beat him up a little bit. Listen, <laughs> you, can, you can you can watch the game if you want uh if you guys do me a little favor uh you may have heard of some guy named clark he's sort of the guy who quote unquote runs things around here i'll cut you guys a deal you give me his head and i'll give you this guy's head with his whole body attached to it now as the dungeon master i assume the party would want to fight to save their friend but of course, this is overwhelmed, and they had a much more absurd plan in mind. I think we should we should totally challenge them to a game of volleyball, and that's how we win back Arsenio Hall. The party loves this idea, and it only gets weirder. Guys, luckily I have my volleyball shorts underneath my armor. <laughs> I <laughs> don't want to ask why, but that's really good. That's this, isn't yeah, that's great, this isn't the first time I've stumbled upon a volleyball game. He just, how long have you been wearing those shorts? You know, no, 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 don't want to know. I don't want to know. It's you okay. never know when you will stumble upon a volleyball game. <laughs> My good mop milk man. Mm. It's milk man. Mm, milk man. I challenge you to a game of volleyball. My friends versus your friends. If we win, we get back Arsenio. If you lose, uh, we win. Uh, That's me trying to be charisma. You, you, you can come into the milkman's house and lay down the law. <laughs> well, here's something you can cry over. And uh, he actually kicks over <gasps> Arsenio. No! Uh, uh, so he falls 10 feet and he looks like he just has been knocked out. And somehow, magically, the party figures out how to make my life as a dungeon master even more complicated. Oh no! Question: Can two of the dogs be on our team? I mean, the dogs—the dogs can be on the team. They are there. It's a—I mean, that would put the number. I—I I don't know how good wolves are. They're going to be in volleyball. Um, but basically, what this? Let me set the scene. Let me set the scene now. Uh. The room is now bisected by this volleyball net. You have f six goblins on one side, uh, you four dummies, and three dogs. However, before the game begins, the party does bring up some very important questions. Uh, I don't yeah, know guys, how I'm going to D&D a volleyball uh, match. I'll figure it out. As I you believe know. in you. <laughs> guys, you forgot. Hey, guys, good thing I brought extra volleyball shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, were you wearing now, all of them? Yeah. How do the wolves wear shorts? This is a very good question. Is it, <laughs> is it just their their back legs, or is it all legs? Do you have maybe a crucial question? Where 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 were you holding those shorts, Arvir? And uh, my shorts sack. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, what you thought were thick thighs were actually three other gym shorts. Uh, so, uh, anatomy lesson. 
Uh, you're sure? You- <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, let's uh, go for this. Oh, no. <laughs> Lay it on a stop well, there. You, the sh- okay. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I, I was just, your shorts should cover what God gave you. So the shorts would go closest to the legs with. <laughs> are, you say, are you saying God gave you something that three shorts need to cover? You said it. I did. Let's, let's play volleyball. Okay. Let's and the whistle it. blows. What follows is one of the most absurd moments in all of Overwhelmed. But to continue the story, you'll have to wait until next week's recap. If you're enjoying the show so far, remember, you can support the show over at patreon.com slash overwhelmed. Supporting the show allows us to keep it free and to pay for all the editing software and other tools we use to record this show. You can either pay anything per month or per episode. It's up to you. We will see you next week as a party plays a volleyball match only using Dungeons and Dragons rules. I can't wait to revisit that match with you. Until then, keep on rolling.